previously on Imptab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei. The masked spirits arrived at a pie show shop hoping to meet with Gecko Jr. and Gami the Kite to do some, you know, talking, see how their teams could maybe work together in the future. And when they arrived, turns out some sheer shoes had shown up and taken the leaders away and also left a few of the other members of those gangs paralyzed in the shop. So after chatting with Boots a little bit, they decided they would try and follow the trail and discovered that the sheer shoes went to the wall from the lowering up into the middle ring right around the Bossing Se University area. Hmm. So they headed up into the middle ring with Tonin disguising himself as the vice dean of invertebrates at Bossing Se University and chose just like exactly the wrong department <laughs> for you guys and just put you right into the middle of a big old investigation. Uh, the anti-corruption task force and the Bossing Se city guard were investigating Professor Shaw, the dean of zoology, because, you know, they have sheer shoes there at Bossing Se University, and that's obviously the first place they would want to look. And so you guys walked along with Professor Shaw and Yang of the anti-corruption task force to go and take a look at the sheer shoes, and along the way got into a bit of a battle of wits with Professor Shaw, each of you trying to get Yang to focus on the other and avert suspicion from yourselves. And though you did manage to get Professor Shaw attacked by a sheer shoe and carted off by the anti-corruption task force, you didn't quite manage to evade the suspicion of Yang. But that all is out of the way. And now we have some interesting stuff to figure out uh, just in terms of what we're going to call that entire situation. But we'll get into that now here in the world of Blades and the Dao Fei. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei, the Blades in the Dark actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Thomas Ryan as Hu Wei Young. <laughs> Every week it gets more intense. <laughs> he is turning into a spirit. <laughs> uh, Christian Randall, excited for our anniversary. Mm. <gasps> also playing Tonin Yoru. Oh, also playing Tonin Yoru. <laughs> and Evan Peterson as Siwei Leng. Yeah, Christian brings up a good point. Uh, if you are listening to this episode on the day of release, then that means this Friday is going to be the second year anniversary of Improv Tabletop, which is wild and exciting and kind of crazy that we've made it this far. It's been a wild ride. And we've got some cool numbers to report as well. Uh, I don't know for 100% sure if this is going to be true by the time you're listening to this, <laughs> but I think there is a very good chance that we are going to hit 50,000 downloads by our second anniversary. Which is insane. Yeah, because last year around this time, around our first anniversary, we had just hit 10,000 downloads, and that's a pretty big jump. Pretty, pretty big jump. I don't, I don't mean to diminish our own accomplishments, but I think anyone with enough patience can get two years of a podcast out. I'm, I'm very excited about the 50K, though. <laughs> that is, yeah. I do want to diminish our accomplishments. Uh, don't, don't count your chicken pigs before they hatch. That's true. <laughs> We're never going to hit 50K. We'll get 49,000, and then we'll just drop off. 
Yeah. <laughs> Something's going to happen. A tornado's going to hit the Podbean headquarters, and we're going to lose all of our episodes. <laughs> oh, and I'm sorry that we're bullying you on one of your big accomplishments. That's <laughs> <laughs> really great. It is what it is. Thanks to the fans. It's all thanks to you guys. We love you. That it is. Don't speak for me. I love you. <laughs> and I love you. <laughs> and I love you, too. I actually have a little folder in our Improv Tabletop email account that's titled People I Love, just for all of the email notifications whenever we get a new patron. So <laughs> nice. That's so wholesome. Oh, thank you. So first things first, we're going to get into the payoff, which means first we need to figure out what kind of job this was. So I mentioned during the episode that if we managed to succeed in this, we would allow you to choose an appropriate claim from your map. So let's go ahead and take a look at our claims map. Current things that we have access to are terrorized citizens, street fence, BSS guard informants, and fighting pits. And also turf, but I don't think turf quite fits. Mm-hmm. Well, if Seaway says Oh, sorry, no, sh- not, uh, not BSS guard informants, BSS guard intimidation. Oh. If Seaway does end up setting those sheer shoes loose, then that if that's not terrorized citizens, I'm not sure what is. Well, even if we just have well, them. that's a different job. You still have to actually release those sheer shoes. Fair. Um, Honestly, I kind of think it is just turf. I know, I know that's boring, but I don't feel like the university fits into those other ones very well. So, like, we just have a foothold in the university now? Now we, that we can then expand out to informants or a warehouse or... Hmm. I'm thinking maybe street fence, but that doesn't really fit either. Yeah, I mean, kind of using it as a foothold does, I feel like, have the strongest argument being like, okay, now we have an in with the university and we can start corrupting things from there. That is a good point because Professor Shaw is definitely not on the payroll at BSSU anymore. (laughs) That's my vote. Just more turf. All right, we'll go ahead and mark that. Nice. And that's going to fill in an additional box of your rep tracker so that now you only need 10 rep in order to increase in tier. Nice. Cool. So now we'll figure out the payoff for this, starting with rep. The crew earns two rep per score by default. If the target of the score is higher tier, take plus one rep per tier higher. So you guys versus the Shirshu Fanciers Association, they are tier two, you are tier one. So that is two plus one, giving you guys three rep for this job. We will take it. Then for coin, uh, nobody was paying you for this job, so we're not going to get any coin from that one. That brings us to heat. So we're going to figure out what our baseline is for this. Two heat is contained standard exposure. Uh, Basically, the only person who is really suspicious of you based on this is Yang, but that's a pretty bad person to have suspicious of you. (laughs) He does have his own clock, though. He does. I think we'll start at two because only one person really got suspicious of you because of this. And then we'll add plus one heat for a high profile or well-connected target, which Shaw definitely is. Plus one heat if the situation happened on hostile turf. I wouldn't say so, especially now that it is your turf. Yeah. (laughs) Plus one heat if you're at war, plus two heat if killing was involved. So that is three heat for you guys, bringing you up to five heat out of nine. And now we're going to roll for an entanglement. Oh, no. Going to roll dice equal to our wanted level. Let's have Thomas roll that this time. One die. One die. Here it is. Three. Oh, dear. All right. And looking on the heat four to five chart, that means gang trouble or questioning. Great. So I believe, yeah, this is one that we've had before. Gang trouble is one of your gangs or cohorts causes trouble due to their flaws. Lose face, i.e. forfeit rep equal to your tier plus one, or make an example of one of the gang members or face reprisals from the wronged party. 
And then questioning is the guard grabs an NPC member of your crew or one of your crew's contacts to question them about your crimes. And we make a fortune roll to see how much they talk or we pay off the blue coat. Ah, sorry, I, I occasionally have said blue coats because in original <laughs> Blades in the Dark, that is what they call the guard. So whenever I say blue coats, just know that I mean the BSS guard or the anti-corruption <laughs> task force. So which one do we want to go with? Gang trouble or questioning? How much does it cost to pay off the guard? It's going to cost two coin. Mm. Gang trouble. Yeah. Eelhound has been doing some bad stuff with his goth phase that he's going through. <laughs> I just want to pay off the guard. But I want, I want Eelhound to go to a jazz club and start just beating on people. <laughs> Why? I was thinking more Spider-Man 3, but... Oh, no. Oh, Let's put it to a vote. we got three <laughs> people here. Say I if you want questioning. Is that the one we can pay him off? That is. Oh, aye. Aye. All right, there we go. So <laughs> Sorry, Thomas. Nay! <laughs> so you can pay off the guard, or you can just make a fortune roll to see how much the person in question talks. If you roll a one to three, it's plus two heat. Four to five is plus one heat. What about a six? It doesn't say. Let me look <laughs> in the actual book just to make sure. I'm assuming probably zero heat based on that scale we've established. I'm going to say you lose one heat. Oh, geez. They smooth talk them so much that they're like, oh, no, there's no way these guys are bad. Doesn't actually say specifically in the book, so I assume that means zero heat. You guys want to gamble? We got a lot of heat space left. I am I am willing to risk that rather than I... You only have four coin for the crew. Yeah. We don't have a lot of money right now, guys. Here, actually, you know, let's roll real quick for the shop to see how much money you made in the past week off of your scorpion bats. If you don't lose <laughs> money off of that, I'll be genuinely surprised. Do I roll just a flat d6? Uh, it's going to be with your crew's tier, so yes, 1d6. Two. Nice. All right. That's going to be one coin that you folks bring in this week. See, so it's only one more coin to just pay him off. Are you willing to pay that coin? From the crew funds, yes. Oh, my <laughs> word. Seaway, we're meant to be team players, are we not? That's why we have a team fund. <laughs> well, here, let me just give you a little bit of context. If you start taking more heat, they'll bring you up to the highest entanglement table, which includes stuff as demonic notice or show of force or arrest. Yeah, let's pay him off. Let's let's do that. <laughs> no, um, no, let's tangle with the cops. Well, unfortunately, you're outvoted again. <laughs> no, <laughs> democracy. So we're down to three coin in our crew stash. All right. So once again, you know, Jenna's got good information and a lot of people know that Jenna's got good information, but you can't have Jenna getting fleeced by the guard. This is ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. We had to like change Jenna's face now so people don't recognize her. Can you do that? Can you change other people's faces? I don't know. Maybe. Jenna's a professional. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> she knew the job was dangerous when she took it. All right. So we paid him off. We are down to three coin. And that brings us into downtime. Ned, did we establish that it would use a full downtime activity for me to get my mask repaired? Yeah. So that would probably be... I don't know that we actually specifically said which it would be, because it wouldn't be Indulge Vice, Train, Reduce Heat. Because it really gives me no benefit other than the flavor of having a broken mask. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't been prioritizing it, but I kind of want to go to uh, the Flying Opera Company and have them do the uh, gold repair. Dangerous game, my friend. Yeah. 
Acquiring an asset is generally about like we want to temporarily borrow an asset, but we could just kind of ignore that and be like, you're acquiring an asset in that you're getting your mask fixed. Well, here, first thing I'll do for downtime is work on a long-term project. And that is that I have a clock going for fixing up the entire store and getting it fully modeled, operational, good front. Right now it's still got sections that are under construction. Mm -hmm. So I want to keep working on the shop. Yeah, let's actually go through all of these projects real quick just to make sure that we have them all kind of <laughs> at the top of our minds for everybody. We'll start at the left. We have Yang's Suspicion. That's not a good one for you. Currently one out of four ticked. Next is Reduce the Debt. Two out of 12 ticked. Next is Ray Jessen's Dependency, which we haven't actually talked about how this is going to work mechanically. I figure that every time Seaway uses his Rage Essence, we're going to mark one tick on that. You've used your Rage Essence twice, putting you at two out of six ticks on that clock. When that clock fills up, interesting stuff's gonna happen. <laughs> Next is Who's On First, which is the soup kitchen that Wei Young is fixing up. Currently at three out of six ticks filled, then got fixing up the storefront, which is connected to becoming a breeder. Fixing up the storefront is three out of four. Becoming a breeder is zero out of six. And then we've got the singing bowl. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, so the construction of the room and of the singing bowl is currently at three out of 12 ticks and getting the copper is at zero out of eight ticks. I like that I was like to Ned saying, hey, I need it to be a crushing amount of debt that I'm trying to get paid off here and it's less clock segments than your singing ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's because yours is rational. <laughs> All right, so I need to get that last segment of fixing the storefront off and I can work on becoming a certified animal breeder. Yeah, so what trait would you like to roll? Well, I can't fight the store, so <laughs> finesse maybe? This is like, we're done with the brute construction. This is like decoration and making it look nice. It needs a light hand. All right. Yeah, that works for me. Four. Okay, nice. that is going to be two ticks. So that's going to fill up fixing the storefront and mark off one tick on becoming a breeder. Nice. We have a fully operational, fully decorated pet store. Mm-hmm. And I'll say because you have fixed up the storefront so nicely, whenever you roll to see how much money you bring in for the week, we will have you roll tier plus one. Ooh, very nice. Nice. Okay. I don't want to risk indulging my vice because I could overindulge right now. Yeah, you're only at four out of nine marked. So I will let someone else go while I think while I look over the list of other things I can do. You do have he does have a trauma now. So if he doesn't do that, though, he does take another stress, right? Correct. Oh, if I don't indulge my vice. It's just one stress. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think I'm going to take the one stress. I don't think it's worth risking overindulging. All right, bringing you to five out of nine. Let's see how everybody else is doing stress-wise. Young, you've got five marked. So if you don't indulge your vice, you're going to end up at six. And Tonin, you have six marked. No reason for me not to indulge my vice. Well, I mean, you don't have to indulge your vice if you want to get trauma. All the cool kids have trauma, man. <laughs> don't you want to fit in? That That's going to be our first shirt. All the cool kids have trauma. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, if no one else has a downtime they want to do right now, I would like to train my playbook. Flavor-wise, the way I'll do that is I'm going to go to my study, because I have a study, 
and I'm just going to work on my scheduling abilities, uh, my ability to make stuff work within a schedule. All right. <laughs> that actually fills out my playbook track. I'm going to take the calculating feature on the spider. Ooh. Do your careful planning. During downtime, you may give yourself or another crew member one more downtime action. There we go. I think we can apply that one right now. So I get two more. Or potentially give someone else one more. Yeah, depending on how generous Wei Young is feeling, which I think we already know the answer to. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> well, I want to finish Who's on First. It's only halfway done, but I'm feeling lucky. We can have a soup kitchen and a pet store. Soup kitchen and a pet store. Um, it's been a while since I've actually done anything for Who's on First, so... I can't remember what I did last time. I think I was schmoozing the gardeners around town or something like that. Yeah, I think it was largely just kind of like making connections with people, getting yourself ingratiated to those who are, you know, working on the supply chain and actually running the storefront and whatnot. Okay. Well, I guess now it's just word of mouth, right? Tell the people, hey, who's on first is here. They want to serve you when you're destitute. So probably consort because I'm chatting with people. Yeah. Because I'm not lying. It's legit. It's a... It's a little soup kitchen. Yeah. Being nice to people for once. Yeah. Imagine that. Being nice for my own game. Yeah. It's the only way I'll be nice. Is Wei Young going soft, maybe? <laughs> we haven't done the poll yet. We can't. Yeah. Okay, I'm rolling. Six. There you go. That's three ticks. That's three ticks. Who's on first is finished. It's fully Ayo, functional. Ayo, Ayo. I'm not sure if Bossing Say has an IRS, but these two fronts will be really good for laundering our coin. <laughs> Mine doesn't bring in money. Donations. I, I did a charitable thing. Honestly, yours is better because the donations might be tax-free, you know? <laughs> I could just say it's an anonymous donation. Let me yeah. put all our money through it. Tax codes, baby, we are free. With that in mind, actually, I want to do just a couple things real quick with the faction game. So first things first, the Shearshoe Fanciers Association is not a thing anymore. What, they're just gone? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the whole system that they were built on was the fact that Professor Shaw had access to Shearshoes. And now that they don't have that anymore, I mean, it was a precarious situation from the beginning. It wasn't a good organization. <laughs> We've deleted two factions in this so far. Yeah, the Gardeners and the Shearshoe Fanciers Association are just no longer a thing at all within Bossing Say. We didn't even mean to delete them. <laughs> We're the BSS Guard's best friends. We're doing, We're doing more work than they are. <laughs> I'm going to clean up this city myself. You really are Batman. <laughs> yeah, you are probably going to gain a little bit of attention from some people though because of what all is going on here so first of all with your whole laundering situation that you've got between Lang's discount pets and who's on first the laundry club is not too happy about that you're going to lose one status with them I just want to point out that I did intend for who's on first to be totally legit <laughs> I know we joked about money laundering but I did have every intention for it to be just completely scum free for real why yeah well the thing is Uncle Mock who is currently running the laundry club he perceives you guys as really kind of infringing on their operation i don't think we've spoken about the laundry club at all yet they are a splinter faction of the Yellownecks, which that's a whole other story that we don't necessarily need to get into right now. But basically, Mock, the one of the former leaders within the Yellownecks, has started the Laundry Club 
as a hawker organization to launder money for people. And they think that maybe you're stepping in on their turf a little bit. The other organization that is not going to be very happy about you going in and deleting other gangs is going to be the Fanged Mercenaries. So they're going to take minus one status with you guys. Because they work for other people, I assume. They're mercenaries, so less people to hire them means less work. They have internal reasons for why they're not happy about what you've been doing. Oh. <laughs> is that who Mercy works for? It is. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so now I know where Mercy works. Stop. <laughs> I hate that everyone else's villains are villainous and mine's cool. <laughs> I still have one more downtime I haven't used. That's true. You could always give it to someone else. I could, but I'm not. Um, I think it's time for the first time for me to indulge my vice. <gasps> Ooh, baby. I've got I've got five out of nine, so there's only a, a one out of six chance that I mess it up. All right. I got to look that up. I don't even remember who my person is. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since we've uh, spoken about this. I know that you gave her a name at one point and a little bit of detail in regard to that. Yeah, Wei Lai. Wei Lai, yes, your fortune teller. Yeah, wait, I thought you did this once. I've never indulged my vice. I swear I remember you going to get your fortune told. I've talked about it, but I've never actually done it. Yeah, so you head on down to Wei Lai. I would imagine that, you know, Wei Lai being a kind of fancy-pantsy fortune teller is probably in the noble district. Actually, I wrote all this down in my backstory. Wei Lai is a nondescript fortune teller in the lower ring. There we go. Is there perhaps a reason why you wanted a lower ring fortune teller instead of a higher class fortune teller? Well, the thing is I didn't, when I first met Wei Lai, it was not in the context of the lower ring. There was a circus that was in town and she was telling fortunes there. And you know, turns out Wei Lai can straight up tell the future. So I kept her on my notes. That in mind, Wei Lai probably has some connection with the Flying Opera Company. Oh boy, that's fun. Yeah, I mean, that nothing has to happen necessarily because of that, but the connection is there if it is of interest to you. Sure, why not? Anyway, I'm going to go indulge my vice. I have had a rough go. I need to figure out what's going to happen next, and she's the way. Yeah, you step in through the sort of tent flap. It's a very, very small kind of like ramshackle just sort of like almost between two buildings. She overtook an alleyway and turned it into her business front. And you kind of slip in through the front flap of it. And she turns to see you and says, Well, young darling, it's been so long since I've seen you. <laughs> yes, it has been quite some time. Thank you for taking me in in such short notice. It's too long. You used to stop in here every other day, but now I haven't seen that. Let me pinch your cheeks. And she pinches your cheeks. I'll allow it. Wayline's pretty cool. <laughs> now, come on, come on, sit down. I got your favorite cushion right here. And she kicks one of the cushions out of the way and puts a different... It's not necessarily rattier or less ratty, but just ratty in a different way than the previous cushion. <laughs> Sets it down across the table from where she is sitting and says, Now tell me, Wei Young, what's troubling you, darling? Things have not been going well. We've been attempting to take over the city and... I got hit in the head with a rock. Oh. I should have seen that rock coming. I can tell when things are going to happen. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> and then my girlfriend turned into the moon. What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> oh, you didn't tell me that you were seeing somebody, way young. That's so sad. <laughs> That's rough, buddy, is like the I have a bad feeling about this of the Avatar universe. <laughs> well, let's take a look at what's going on in your future. Uh, now we're going to have you roll to indulge your vice. You're going to roll with your lowest attribute, which turns out is none of them. They're all equal. All twos, baby. Dang. All twos. 
I overindulged. No. Oh my I got God. I rolled I have five stress and I rolled a six. Oh <laughs> yeah. So Waylai grabs some bones from a, just a sack that she's gotten next to her at her cushion, and she lights a little fire on the table in front of you with some of her fire bending and starts dropping the bones on there and they start cracking and popping, and she starts like getting more she's getting the vapors essentially as she's watching this display in front of her. And she says, "Well, young darling, don't leave your house for the next week." You got it, Wei Lai. I can lay low. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just picturing Wei Young going from this like tough, confident man. My eyes are like bugging out of my head. I'm picturing him in the palace with like a blanket wrapped around his head, with only his face showing. Whether you want to go back to your papa, that's up to you. But just don't go out in public for about a week or so. I think it's probably time I go home then. Thank you, Waylai, and I'm going to sprint out of that place <laughs> as fast as I can. I imagine you run like Tom Cruise for some reason. <laughs> oh my God. I was thinking like in Avatar, <laughs> coincidentally, when Aang is running away from the giant fish and it's just like super anime. Just <laughs> yeah, that's like the most anime sequence that exists in <laughs> Avatar. It's like so One Piece. I love it. So let's talk about what happens when somebody overindulges their How could vice. this have happened? I had, I rolled two dice. One of them, sh I mean, I did get a five, but I also got a six. If your vice roll clears more stress than you had marked, you overindulge. A vice is not a reliable, controllable habit. It's a risk, and one that can drive your character to act against their own best interests. When you overindulge, you make a bad call because of your vice, in acquiring it or while under its influence. To bring this effect of this bad decision into the game, select an overindulgence from the list. Oh, there's specific stuff. All right. Yeah. So you either attract trouble, select a role in additional entanglement, you brag about your exploits, take plus two heat, lost, your character vanishes for a few weeks, play a different character until this one returns from their bender. When your character returns, they've also healed any harm they had or tapped. Your current purveyor cuts you off. Find a new source for your vice. Oh, I think... It's day's time in the sun. Ooh, the day has come. The day. <laughs> the day night rises. <laughs> oh my gosh. You already had a sheet made, right? I did actually. Uh, nice. I, I think I have to update it a little bit, but it's pretty much ready. What class is day? He is a whisper, Ooh. which is kind of like the arcane guy of the crew. Nice. Mm -hmm. So yeah, how does this work, Ned? Yeah, so how long your bender is going to last is going to be up to you, I'll say. We're going to have Day take over for Wei Young for at least the next score, uh, potentially the next two scores, depending on how paranoid you feel like Wei Young is being. I mean, he explicitly is paranoid based on his traumas, so probably <laughs> at least two. Ooh, this is good. This is exciting. <laughs> the one time I indulge my vice. This is ridiculous. That is pretty funny. <laughs> it's your fault for making all your stuff so balanced. They make fun of me because when I indulge my vice, I have to roll two, take the lower, but you know how likely I am to overindulge that way? Pretty low. <laughs> well, the thing is, the thing is, I've got, the, the spider has an option called functioning vice. It says when you indulge your vice, you may adjust the dice outcome by one or two up or down. Oh. And so I, if I'd taken that, we'd have been good. Oh, you should have done that. Well, instead, though, uh, I see you have here oh God, in the name slot, Day S Ex Machina. Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> he's he's from Avatar Europe. Okay, you guys, you guys keep doing your stuff. I'm going to be building Day real quick. Yeah, okay. you're going to be practicing your Michael Caine impression. Uh, Ned, I know what I want to do for my other downtime activity. All right, what do we got? Now that I'm done with the storefront, I'm going to take some of the spare construction materials we have around back of the shop, 
And I'm going to go back there uh, and in the evenings or early mornings, just take some time each day between our this job and the next to go back and break some boards, maybe do that old school karate thing where they like punch bricks to strengthen their knuckles. Just do some like general training that way to get one XP in prowess, which pushes me over the line and I'm going to put it into wreck. Nice. When you train prowess, though, you get two XP because of your training. That's true. So I'll have one more. Seaway stats are so stacked. You currently have eight action dots in prowess, two in resolve, and nothing in insight. Jeez. I am a one-trick pony. But you're really good at it. Right? You might say that the balance of your stats is a little unstable. Oh, my <laughs> word. If only we were playing a different system where balance mattered. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that is all of Wei Young's downtime actions, all of Seaway's downtime actions. How about Tonin? I don't think I can overindulge, right? You cannot. Then I will definitely be doing that. I will roll, I believe, two dice because everything's at two. Yep. Where are you going to go to draw faces this time? I know that the uh, monorail system is still under construction, but I know one of the first ones they built was a rail to go all the way to the outer wall that would just run from the upper ring all the way to the outer wall for, you know, the nobles to get around quickly. Um, so I'm going to take that one line and go straight out to the very outer wall wearing the face of a guard, and I'm going to basically go on a patrol. I'm going to go and sit up there maybe just a night or two watching people come and go and drawing faces. Yeah. And as you're kind of looking around at all the stuff going on here, you know, drawing the faces of a couple of the other guards, for example, but you can also see at one point pretty clearly the shanties that have been built outside the outer wall of Bossing Say, because there's a lot of people in the Earth Kingdom who are very frightened of Chin the Conqueror, but Bossing Say is under lockdown, so people can't get in, people can't get out. So there's just like these entire communities that are being built up outside the walls of Bossing Say of these people who are desperately trying to get in. And there's only actually one faction that exists outside of Bossing Say in the shanties, and that is the Painted Zealots. And you can see at one point the leader of the Painted Zealots, Brother Y, he's out there and he's an interesting dude like He's pretty notorious because this is another splinter faction of the Yellownecks. And this guy, he lost his nose at some point, and so he has like this weird strap that he wears across his face. But you notice that him and a bunch of the other people have their faces painted up like Kiyoshi. And he is just radically like frothing at the mouth, proclaiming the virtues of the Avatar and denouncing anybody who would ever try to get in her way. And there's, you know, a lot of people who are listening, but a lot of people are like, this guy freaks me out. He is really scary. So that's, you know, kind of a little bit of what's going on with the Painted Zealots. Interesting. I get a good look at him, though? Uh, you get a pretty decent look at him. Yeah. And I will definitely make sure to draw his face. Yeah, you can uh, have another face that doesn't have a nose. All right, let's go ahead and roll these dice. A four and a six. All right down to zero stress marked ridiculous can't believe this <laughs> that being said i really need to get back there and start working on my singing bowl um oof things are getting a little rough on that edge from all that's been happening a little bit so i feel like it would be really good to get that one working properly so first I will roll, I guess, and then depending on what I roll, I will let you know what I accomplish. Okay, which uh, trait are you going to roll with? I would I'd probably either do finesse or tinker, although I might be able to just sway someone to do some of the work for me. Um, 
I think I'll do Tinker. All right. Can I? Can you push yourself on a downtime? I think so. Because you're going to be making a trait roll. Yeah, I got I got a dot and tinker. We'll not worry about the specifics. I'll say sure because <laughs> you know you did just spend an entire action to get rid of stress. But if you want to give yourself more stress, then that's your prerogative, I suppose. Yeah, I will I will stress myself out because honestly, I am stressed about this project. Um, so I will tinker. And let's see what I can roll. So Ned. Yes. I rolled two ones. That's bad. <laughs> as bad as it gets. Yes. You are, like, as you're trying to work on this room, work on this space, trying to work on, like, gathering the resources, you are maybe more shaken than you realized you were. Yeah. I. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to go ahead and the room is there. So what I'm doing now is I'm taking a chisel and start getting the solar system drawn out around the central hole and then little inlays to lay each bowl into. But I keep getting my measurements wrong and I keep the, the planets aren't in their right place. And I'm like, no, if it's harmonic convergence, I need to make sure this planet goes here and this planet goes here. And the whole thing's a bust and I just waste my time, I think. Yeah, you do manage to get one tick, but even then still, it's like, I almost imagine that as you're there with this chisel working in the stone and you make a little, little team mistake that's like, that's oh, not going to work now. And just the frustration of being like, if I could earth bend still, then I could just fix this and wouldn't have to worry about all this garbage. I am having more and more moments recently where the lack of my previous earth bending is becoming quite frustrating. Mm hmm. Um, I'm not going to spend any rep or coin to try and increase my personal things because first off, I have no individual coin and I'm not going to spend the groups. And I believe I've already spent rep in the past. Um, so I'm just going to spend some time, I guess, sitting in the hole where the bowl will one day be meditating and thinking about my life choices and the fact that maybe I had less of a choice than I thought and I didn't ever realize that until my friends brought it up. Tony just being a sad little boy for a bit. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Um, so, Ned. How's that pathos for you, Swess? <laughs> Jeez. Her poor patrons. Uh, Ned, so the Shearshu Fanciers Association is no more. But also, uh, we knew two, I almost said friends, we'll call them professional acquaintances, who disappeared that we found Shearshu tracks around where they disappeared uh are they still missing yeah so there's a couple of loose ends that could potentially be tied up from this claim that you guys just took the two major ones that come to mind are first we know that a bunch of the members of each of these crews got taken by the anti-corruption task force but the leaders of these two crews you still have no idea where they are because they were taken by the sheer shoes and then the second thing that comes to mind is Seaway rolled four sixes on that prowess roll to avoid getting attacked by the Sheer Shoes. How is Seaway feeling, just broadly speaking, about that situation with the Sheer Shoes? It's, it's part of what kicked off finally working on my becoming a breeder clock because Seaway feels like validated that moment when he realizes that this dream he's been pursuing is maybe really more of a calling something deep inside him he like he just feels like i'm a natural with animals like that shirshu one of the hardest animals to work with just like loved me it didn't attack me it didn't lash out at me and in fact the one guy who's been working with it every day uh it attacked him instead to protect me and so I'm just like, my ego has grown a little bit. I'm a little more bolstered of like, this is what I've meant to do. 
So let's uh, convene the mind. You guys are kind of in the back room, and Eelhound is like, so what you're telling me, Coinworth, is that Young is just sitting up there in his daddy's place in a blanket by the fire with a big old cup of tea in front of him. Oh, crap. I have to do the voice now, don't I? <laughs> I was not prepared the, for this. The look on your face when you realize you're like, oh, crap. I can't just... Oh, yes! <laughs> Where do you think he gets that accent from? Um, shoot, how do you do Michael Caine voice? Can you do Michael Caine real quick, Ned, so I can copy you? Why do we fall? Michael Caine. Why do we fall, Master Wayne? Michael Caine. Oh, perfect. Well, you see, you see, Master Eelhound, young Master Wei Young is having a bit of a, a rough time, and... <laughs> Why do we fall? <laughs> Put a little more confidence behind it, and you're actually not too bad. Yeah, you're, you're doing pretty good. On that. Well, thank, thank you, young master Ned. It's me, <laughs> Michael Kane. Michael Caneworth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I honestly will say I can't blame him too much because things have been pretty rough for you guys lately. Uh, yes, they have been quite rough, haven't they, young master Eelhound? <laughs> In any case, I'm going to go watch the front while you people take care of all this. I've got, you know, those scorpion bats that just so... They're adorable. I'm going to go <laughs> hang out with the Scorpion Bass while you guys figure out what you're going to do next. That's a great idea. I'm going to go speak with my new compatriots because I've been here the whole time. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I have a decent idea of what's going on. The young master Wei Young does not want to be interrupted right now, so you'll just have to expect that he's fine. You don't know what's going on with him, all right? Okay, Day. Uh, so Wei Young is not gonna be with us for a while? He needs a little time to rest and recuperate, as any young master would after <laughs> such a stressful encounter with the spirits. Okay. <laughs> uh, if, you know, you, you... Thank you for your understanding, young master Tonin. Uh, hey, Day. Yes? Did Wei Young tell you about me? Oh yes, I've known since the beginning, young master Tonin. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> Classic day knows everything. I don't know if you guys know this, but it was established a session or two ago that I have tremor sense and I can tell you don't have a face. <laughs> I've known since the very beginning. I guess that would actually be true. <laughs> you know, uh, a fun little tidbit I really like. I'm looking at Day's playbook sheet right now, and I notice you took Iron Will. You're immune to the terror that some supernatural entities inflict on sight. Take plus one die to resistance rolls with resolve. I, I like the idea of the first time you saw that spirit when you were with Tonin, and it was so freaky that you vomited on sight. Now you're just like, nope, not doing that again. I'm going to keep myself cool and composed. Iron will, baby. Locking those feelings away. I love mm -hmm. it. Well, as far as the political situation we find ourselves in, Day, we need a third man. Can you cover for Wei Young while he's hiding under his blankie? He'll uh, look around, kind of like confused, be like, that's why I'm here, young Master Tonin. <laughs> Wei Young asked me to come and fill his spot while he's recuperating. He's not hiding in his blankie. He's being a big boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's being a big boy. <laughs> oh, day is so ride or die. <laughs> ride or day. Hey. Ride or day. All right. I say we need to find out what happened. Here's the thing. Seaway really, really wants to just declare war on Gecko's very good smuggling operation, but we should probably find out what happened to Gecko Jr. before we do anything to Gecko Jr.'s dad. Ah, yes. Father issues run rampant in this city, young master Seaway. <laughs> we should certainly find out what's going on with him. I mean... This is quickly run away from a Michael Caine accent. I can tell you that right now. It's fine. <laughs> Wherever it settles, it settles. That's how voices go. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, my instincts are telling me that it was Gecko Sr who hired the Shishu to kidnap his daughter and other rival from, you know, getting too strong. 
Do you think I'm out of line for thinking that? It feels valid. I just wonder where we need to search to help rescue them. Perhaps I can be of some assistance. I have a bit of hunting experience from my time back in the military. You have a very storied past, don't you? There's lots of things about me you'll never find out. <laughs> That's an ominous answer. Tally-ho! Should we just go kill Gecko Sr.? I would advise against that young Master Tonin, especially since the dead seem to be coming back as one-eyed spirits. You'd think I'd learn. You'd think <laughs> I'd learn. We don't want another Nilio situation now, do we? And he'll elbow you in the ribs. Ow. No, I don't think we do. Sorry, I don't know my own strength sometimes. <laughs> if you like, I could probably use one of those sheer shoes to try and track down Gecko Jr. I mean, I think you may need Tonin to help you. He seems to have a better hand with You those. are Tonin. Oh, gosh, dang it. I mean, Seaway. It's just, <laughs> look, I'm having some sort of an identity crisis right now. I had a whole moment earlier. It's hard to know when you are when your things are all mixed up like this, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Tonin suddenly realizing that his entire life has been an identity crisis. <laughs> By the way, I forgot to commend you on your excellent earthbending forms earlier. How did you learn to bend? You not bender? Uh, I'm sure this won't dredge up anything. Funny thing is, and I'll just tell Day everything. I mean, I figure he's gonna, so I'll just spill it all. <laughs> oh, that really sucks, Tonin. Perhaps if we kill Ko, you'll get your bending back. Wow, Day, you really do have everybody's back, and I appreciate that. There's nothing I can't do. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for Day to, like, just, on our first mission together, just straight up actually die. <laughs> as long as it's not way on, that guy's gotta live forever. Uh, well, Day, do you think you could reach out to Jenna, or maybe Seaway? You can reach out to Jenna and see if she might have any information. She's been our most consistent informant, and she really seems to know what's going on. It is somewhat disturbing how much she knows, isn't it? <laughs> and Eelhound peeks his head in from the front and says, Actually, you did have a date scheduled with Jenna, didn't you? No, I was literally... <laughs> oh, shoot. I was waiting, and I was going to go see where uh, sits forward and goes... I forgot my date, and I'm going to get up and just, like, power walk out of the room. <laughs> oh, you're going to go to a tea shop? Yeah, we hadn't actually scheduled a time. I had said we'd schedule it after the next job, but I'm going to, uh, do I know, like, where to find Jenna, or does Jenna just appear when needed? Yeah, you, we'll say that you guys did arrange, like, this is the tea shop to meet at, and Jenna, she has interesting ways, so... Like, you can just show up and know that Jenna will be there, essentially. Might I recommend a tea shop? Tonin, what tea shop is it? Is it the one with the giant hole in the wall? No, that was a pie show shop. Oh, that's right. Quick editor's note. At this point, Christian forgot the podcast are an audio-only medium and typed out in our Discord chat the words, Hooli that makes tea. <laughs> That's the name of it? It's a, it's an older tea shop. Huh? Uh, I believe it's in the middle ring. If it's the middle ring, I can certainly guide you there, young Master Seaway. Quickly, on my back. Oh, <laughs> I'm capable of walking, thank you. <laughs> so you start running as fast as you can to get to the shop of Huli that makes tea. And uh, I think that's where we're going to pick up next time, actually. <laughs> this has been a disaster for me. <laughs> this has been my worst session yet. <laughs> what an interesting episode. <laughs> so disappointed in myself. Oh, man. I love that the first time you indulge, you immediately... It's why I haven't yet. I don't want to... <laughs> it's so easy for me to just get lost in the sauce, as the kids say. 
man. And ending on potentially the most stressful cliffhanger of somebody realizing that they're late to a date and sprinting to get there. Everything turns into dating sims eventually. This is basically my real life. My brain is so spacey. I, I'm late to everything all the time. Well, we'll figure out how all that goes next time. But who? I need to take myself just a little bit of a break. So for now, thanks everybody so much for joining us. And we'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Blades in the Dao Fei. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as the general manager of a pet shop playing with a bunch of scorpion bats <laughs> if you would go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop, so if you'd like to connect with us there, you know, maybe you would like to talk with me about uh, anything that's going on right now because there's a lot <laughs> of stuff happening in this story. Uh, don't be afraid to reach out. Now it's time to shout out our next batch of Sticker Club patrons. Yeah, we're back around to, we're kind of at the end of the list with some of our most recent members of the Sticker Club, starting out with Daniel Wolf. Yeah, the person who asked us to bring some pathos to the situation and, you know, ask and ye shall receive. We're getting a lot of pathos for tone in here. There's just so many feelings I didn't even know I had. I thought Seaway was supposed to be the emo one, gosh. Now you're the emo one and Tony is just the sad boy. It's a subtle difference, but it, it is a difference. Either way, you both need a strong butler figure in your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Daniel Wolf within the canon here is a counselor, a therapist. Uh, any of you at any point, if you want to heal some perhaps emotional harm, you can go. I will. I'll make that canonical. I will make that mechanical. You can go to Daniel Wolf. And the only therapist in Bossing Say. The only therapist in Bossing Say. Next person we're shouting out is Mitch David. <laughs> Mitch <laughs> David. So we're, we're going to have to maybe dig a little bit into the history of the tea shop of Huli Who Makes Tea because that happened a far distance in the future originally uh, in 10,000 Things. Oh. <laughs> but it, it is, we have established that it is a much older shop. And, you know, maybe, maybe Mitch David was the original Hooli that made the tea. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Hooli, make tea, maybe. Maybe Mitch David. Whoa, hold up. Okay, I have something to say after this. Do the plugs first. <laughs> All right. And the final person that we're shouting out is our newest, newest member of the Sticker Club, Tetra Slash. <laughs> yes, known to many within the patron discord as Al Scapone. Uh, Tetra Slash actually was the progenitor of the ska movement in Bossing Say. <laughs> the Bossing Say ska scene. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't really take off in popularity until the second wave of ska when Rian Sungi invented the Tsungi horn much, much down the line in the Avatar first canon. Uh, wow, we're getting so many tie-ins with 10,000 things in this episode, aren't we? In any case, many thanks to all of our beautiful Sticker Club patrons, and we'll have more to shout out next week, but if you want to join their ranks, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash improvtabletop, where you can also get bonus episodes, Discord access, biennial sticker packs, and more. Uh, Thomas, you had something you wanted to say? So Hu Weiyang, my previous character, who I no longer play, um, <laughs> and Hu Li, is Hu just a really common last name, or is that like Weiyang's cousin? Shoot, dang. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be Weiyang's cousin. All right. <laughs> Canon. Cool. There you go. I, I just noticed Hu and Hu and Hu, you know? Yeah, and we've got Weiyang, and we've got Wei Lai, and we've got Si Wei, and we've got Weiyang. <laughs> 
gosh. That was it. That's all I had. Sorry. Awesome. Let's do a round of plugs. First <laughs> things first, we've got our fit campaigns. We've got Imptab Avatar 10,000 Things. We've already referenced a lot. We've got iCast Fireball, a sister podcast, an actual play 5e D&D <laughs> campaign going through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons, blah, blah, blah. We've got our affiliation with FanRollDice.com. You can get 10% off your order if you use coupon code VroomVroomFifi. And actually, they just released some mammoth D20s, really, really big, chunky D20s that also have the like the swirly glitter liquid inside of those. Those are pretty cool. Um, the other thing that I'm going to shout out is a uh, a German ska band called El Scapone. <laughs> <laughs> the German ska scene was never the same once they came on. It's very, yeah, 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 yeah. You guys already know those plugs. This is the plug. <laughs> this is the real one. Uh, we discovered them on SoundCloud. Uh, Evan discovered them on SoundCloud during an episode of the Obligatory Talkback we were talking about Al Capone. I mean, if you know, you know. If you've been listening to the Obligatory Talkback, you know what's going on with Al Capone. <laughs> but I went and listened to some of their songs. They haven't released anything on their SoundCloud since like 2017 or something like that. But uh, I listened to their song, The Kings of Friday Night. It's actually pretty darn good. I've been listening to it quite a bit recently. So go check that out. Good heavens. That's going to do it for us for now. So thanks for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar, Blades in the Dow Fae. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Thomas Ryan as Deix Machina. <laughs> Coin worth, if you prefer. Oh, man. I have to bounce when I do the voice or it doesn't work. Yeah, you got you got to have some sort of thing to ground you in the voice. Deix Machina. Sometimes it's a phrase. Sometimes it's a movement. Christian Randall as Tonin Yoru. And Evan Peterson as Siwei Lang. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. How much coin does Seaway have, just out of curiosity? That's not what's important right now. What's important is what the crew... <laughs> it's kind of important. I think what's important is what the crew has available for crew expenses, and Seaway has what Seaway has for Seaway expenses. Wow. Okay, so I think the audience is going to enjoy this. So let's start with Hu Wei Young, who has two coin in his stash and zero coin in his discretionary funds. I'm broke as a joke. Oh, no, sorry. That was Tonin. Yep. Tonin has two stash and no coin. Yeah. Who isn't doing much better, though? He has two stash and one coin. And Seaway has seven stash and one coin. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Seaway has bills to pay, okay? Why aren't you paying them? You've got a huge stash. Got bills to pay. He got mouths to feed. Exactly. (laughs) Ain't nothing in this world for free. Ain't no arrest for the wicked. Your bank account's overflowing, and you're like, oh, I'm so poor, guys. Look. I've only got seven coin available to me. All I'm saying is paying off the guard is a crew expense, and it comes (laughs) from crew funds. (laughs) Why Why don't you guys have any coin? I've been blowing it, man. I needed more downtime activities. I've paid off people out of my own funds, mind you. I thought you were supposed to be rich. I mean, you're like a noble. I could. I could just go to my dad and be like, hey, I need a bucket of cash. And then he'd be like, all right, sounds good. Because he's my dad. He'll do anything I ask of him. Of course. I improved that. So it's true now. <laughs> um, Hey, do you think your dad could buy me a big singing bowl? <laughs> hey, dad, this is my friend Tonin. Don't look at his face. Uh... He really needs a big singing bowl. You know what? Honestly, if you want to go to Wei Young's dad and be like, hey, can you give me some cash? He could give you a job to do. No, we're not seeing my dad. Oh. I'm just going to tell you right now. Um, Maybe I'll just do that. I will kill you. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it myself. <laughs>